Hey everybody, my name is Maxim Fisher. I'm making this, you know, as a quick hitting thing, uh, short episodes here, trying to keep it at 15 minutes. Uh, My goal here is just to kind of walk through some things that I see on my day to day in the professional world, things that hopefully are helpful to you. Maybe it's something that I'm identifying with the struggle that you're having. Um, So a couple of things about me. Uh, My day role is as a sales development representative, better known as SDR, BDR, BDX, whatever that situation is. It's a lot of cold outreach. Uh, So it's a lot of having phone calls to people who don't necessarily want to speak to me. Um, And it's a lot of emailing. It's a lot of video making. It's a lot of pitching, uh, things of that nature where I'm contacting a lot of higher up important people in a lot of different companies. Uh, you know, trying to sell my product. And I do believe in my product. For me, it's more of a service and I believe in it. Uh, and I think that's a main thing. And I'll, I'll probably hit on that in another episode. Uh, but there's a couple of things that I just wanted to cover in this that hopefully some people can relate with. Um, in addition to my daytime role as an SDR, I am also working, you know, in a couple of different things as an entrepreneur. One of the things I do is I am an artist manager. Uh, for Ethan Lipsitz. He is the uh, he is the author and creator um, of Ethan Lipsitz Lives. If you want to see that, you can check that out on the website. Uh, if I can figure out how to put the link in here, I will for sure. Uh, and then I'm also launching a company called Compassion. And we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that at some point. Um, just want to keep a record here of things for you guys to see. So to, to begin here, the thought that, that, that this one uh, that really brought this out Uh, is this idea that I see all over LinkedIn where people are talking about how they really, really, really dislike, you know, cold outreach, right? They don't want to be hit up by messages from somebody who they don't know. They don't want to, you know, even click on it, answer the phone calls. Um, and, and, you know, on my end, there is an idea behind where is that personalization to volume ratio? When does that come in, right? What do you see, you know, when you're doing that? Because at some point you can't hit your quotas that you're given, uh, if you're personalizing everything. So you have to find some way to, to give on that. Uh, so what I've found is this is a strategy that's worked well for me. Uh, usually I'll start off with an email. And I'll try to pack that email uh, with an intro that's pretty much, uh, that's, that I start off as being generic, uh, but then I customize to fit that individual prospect. I'll do my front end research there. The first paragraph, two sentences, something that can identify with him. Now, everyone's going to say they have their own way of personalization, and that's fine. Everyone can have their opinions. Uh, and I love reading about them because I think it helps me and makes me better at my profession. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and tell you what to do because there's so many different ways that you can go about doing that. So I'll, I'll have that first email will be somewhat personalized, and then it'll provide value about my company, my service, and how it can help you, right? So that's number one. Uh, and then based off of what I can see from the metrics on that, if you're going to open that, if you're going to click it multiple times, if you if you go to any of the links that I send you to case studies, things of that nature, that's when you've been sorted into my priority pile. That means that, okay, you've seen what I have to say. You didn't respond to me. Obviously, if somebody replies, that's high priority. Uh, and those people are contacted immediately or sent supplemental information, whatever you feel is right. There's no correct answer on how to do it specifically. Uh, but in this case, right, we have the person who has opened um, the person who has opened what I've sent them. 
that's the person that I want to be more custom and tailored to. That's the person I'm going to follow up with a video message. I'm going to take the time out of my day to invest myself into their company, learn more about their brand, really see how we can help that brand and try to convey that um, in the best way possible. Phone calls notwithstanding, because that's a part of this as well. Uh, if you did not open my original email, you're going to get something more generic from me on the second attempt. Uh, now, you may disagree with that, and that's okay. But for me to be able to keep up the volume that I have to keep to hit my quota, I have to find a way and find some gives and takes in my day to day. And that's where I find mine. So if you didn't open up my first email, that's okay. But you know that that's the person that you're not going to invest the rest of your time in. So now you've got two things going, right? You have the person who hasn't opened up anything, you have the person who has or has clicked, is responsive. That's the person that you want to target. At that point, I usually like to make a video. This is where I, you know, remove as much text as possible from my email chain, um, and it's boom video. I like to take the GIF and put the GIF in there so that they can see me talking. I'm a very visual person when I speak. I like to move my hands. I like to talk with my hands. Uh, facial expressions are huge. There's tons and tons of articles that you guys can read about that, about the benefit of what you look like on camera. You know, you don't have to have amazing stage presence, but you have to be invested in what you're talking about, right? And that's that's something that's innate and biological for human beings. Uh, so that's important to remember. So I'll do that and I'll send them that, that video. The follow-up of the video is usually a phone call for me. Uh, because I have something of value to speak to. I'm not just going to call you and, and at that point and push a product, right? That's, I can be on the phone with you and tell you, hey, you know what? I sent you over this video, a lot of value in there, a lot of opportunities that I walk through. Um, you know, if you haven't had the opportunity to give that a watch now, uh, please give it a watch and let's, let's reschedule a time that A, works best for you and your schedule so that it's not cold outreach anymore and B, you have the opportunity to see the value. That way you can come prepared, I can come prepared, um, and it's no longer an uncomfortable, awkward conversation because cold calls are uncomfortable and awkward. The vast majority of them are. And anybody who's out there saying that, you know, they're not, you know, they're an ace at cold calling, good for you. That's amazing. I'm speaking to the 99% of people on a day-to-day -day who really dislike having to do that cold call. You know, I think it's really important to understand that not everybody's going to be an ace at this. But you can find ways to make the conversation better and you're still going to run into, you know, the people who are just going to give you a difficult time on the phone. That's just the reality. That's human nature. So that's what's going to happen to the person who's been responsive. If we continue down the other chain of the person who hasn't opened email number one, didn't open email number two, and, you know, from so on and so forth, I'm going to continue to send them valuable information, but it's not going to be as tailored. It will be tailored. You know, second email is going to be for me. I like to use screenshots in that email, provide as much value as possible, you know, if without making a video, which is even more time consuming. But, you know, if, if you answer that second email after not answering the first, then I'm going to invest my time in you. I might make you a video. I'll give you a call. Now I know that you've at least seen the value that I have. If you're going to continue to ghost me after that, or if my emails are going to spam, you know, that's something that's not worth my time anymore in terms of investing the majority of, you know, my grind to. Because we all know that we have, you know, a ton of tasks at this level. If you're operating as an SDR, you're the catch-all. You're going to have a lot of stuff going on and you have a lot of prospects to feed through because that quota is going to be pretty high. So that's definitely the opportunity that I would like to speak to is that you only want to spend your time on the person who's going to be responsive. Now, with that being said, people always say that it takes, you know, nine to 10 
you know, hits before you get somebody's attention. Absolutely. You don't have to get rid of them. But what you can do is you can take that, what I like to call, and a lot of people call sequences, especially if you're using outreach as the tool, you know, you can take that sequence uh, and you can automate it a little bit more and more each time. So, you know, after high value email number one, high value email number two, be that video or be that screenshot email, you know, regardless how they answered to number one, you know, those two are still high value. The third one is either going to be high value because of their response to the previous one, or it's going to be lower value and more automated, meaning you're not going to make many changes to it. You might not make any changes to it. That might be one that's more generic, fired off. You use your templates to your advantage there, and maybe somebody will bite. In my experience, somebody's going to respond if they're interested within those first one through three emails, even including a call in there. You know, if they include a call, sometimes that call is great because it establishes their interest right away. You know, they'll tell you right away, point blank on the phone. Hey, man, I'm not interested in this. Please take me off the list. That's fine. But, you know, people will most definitely let you know uh, in those first three. All of my wins have come in those first three. And, you know, losses happen throughout, but nobody has, you know, been a win, quote unquote, in the back half of my sequences. It just doesn't happen. So if that's the data that we're going to gather from from right now, you know, you want to adapt and change according to what you're what you're seeing. So for me, high value in the front of my sequences. That's when we're going to get into that person's world and try to be more adapted to who they are. You know, you, you go further and further down the line. And it becomes less and less personalized, more and more automated. That's how I think it's 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 important to structure it when you're trying to, you know, maintain something here where you can get all of the jobs that you're trying to get done done. Uh, so that's that's my little tip at this lunch hour. What I'm gonna try to do, and thank you guys for tuning in. If anyone is listening to this right away, you know, I'm gonna try to put these out there a couple times a week, something that can be relatable to the vast majority of people. And they're just my thoughts. You know, if you disagree with them, absolutely more power to you. If you have a better way, I would love to hear them. Feel free to shoot me an email or connect with me in some way. Um, and we can definitely hash that out because I, I'm open to learning new things. But I think it's important to have, you know, something short that you can listen to, something that's not overbearing and long as most podcasts are. Uh, a quick hitting thing that you can listen to on your drive home, on your drive to work right now when we're all stuck at home working, you know, just something that maybe you want to listen to on a break to educate yourself or just to listen to somebody else in the field. Uh, because I can definitely identify with a lot of the SDR day to day struggles. I understand it. I get it. Cold calling. I'll definitely speak a lot about cold calling in the future. Just think it's there's important things here uh, and would love to share whatever I'm experiencing with the greater community of SDRs. Maybe it can provide you some value or maybe it's comical to some of you guys because you guys are probably really good at this job uh, and you have your own systems nailed down. But for anybody in this role, it's a difficult one and everybody knows that it's a difficult one. People don't like to acknowledge that it is, oh, you're an SDR. That's the bottom of the chain. You're not an AE yet. You're not a sales manager. You're not an SDR manager. You know, you're at the bottom of the food chain. Well, there's a hustle that comes to that and I'd love to speak to it. Uh, so I'm going to just re- um, roll these out there whenever I get the opportunity to do so. Um, and hopefully it's enjoyable for you guys. So thanks for sticking with me on this first one. Uh, definitely some good information coming in the future. Uh, please feel free to comment. 
please feel free to subscribe. That's not really what this is about. This is just conversational. Um, and I hope that this was enjoyable for you. So I'll continue to put this out there. And thanks so much, guys. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.